Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 22, War and Peace Previously on the Dark Side of Eve Anne is judged, but the beings think about changing the laws for humans. Episode 66 John and the children had been living on Venus for three years now. Now really everything is ready. The energy, the technical frequencies, enough apartments, a well-producing farm, all parts of the society were in a perfect shape and Eve was pregnant again. It could have been so nice, but unfortunately a war came up. In the first weeks Eve was not involved, except for sending two warships. Then the war turned around and reached the area around Venus, which was unusual. Normally this planet was at the side of the human universe that wars never reached. This time it was different. The Mesoriana came from a side where they didn't have a border and the question aroused who let them pass. One more time Eve wasn't satisfied with the information she got. Who was living next to her? Why didn't they meet? Eve worked in the center to coordinate all aspects of living and supply of the army. It was the first war without Farah and the knowledge was tremendously missing. Farah had been ordered to Zelan a few weeks ago. From this day on Nobody had ever seen her again. She went to the lawn, she left her Linda, and after this point she was lost. Did the Starsphere execute her? Even during the times she hadn't been the Empress, Farah always had taken over the regime in a war. Her skills in strategy and battle establishment had been legendary. Her knowledge of missiles, warships and fights was the best mankind had ever seen. Now they missed her, but this wasn't the worst. A lot of arbitresses were insecure. More arbitresses brought up more different strategies. Someone was needed to control and merge. Masirios was not allowed to help. Other beings with other races had also a right to live, a right to call for the Starsphere. The humans had to fight on their own as any other race. As the war reached Venus, they had already dozens of injured in the hospital from the ships that were trying to fight back the enemy. Gordon and his team were already working day and night, but it came worse. Normally, the war scenario was a technical one, ship against ship, computer against computer, but now, and for the very first time in the Federation, the enemy conquered planets and ships. They dismembered the soldiers with a large sword. They kidnapped people and tortured them. The Mesoriana spread fear and horror. Not just the wounded were horrified, but also the soldiers who were still fighting had heard the stories and so did the people in the bunkers. After three weeks of fighting, the Mesoriane conquered Venus, and Matakela ordered Eve to leave. She had to go on her Linda without her children. They stayed deep down in the bunkers among others, hopefully not recognized. For Eve, it was the hardest decision ever, but Matakela didn't give her a choice. She had to care for all citizens from Venus. She had to live on to lead. Days and nights passed, and there were moments Eve didn't know what time or day it was. 
She didn't feel her pregnancy. She had no examination. From Zeland, special forces came and took back the lost territory of Venus. They fought corridor by corridor, and after two days, other troops could land in the hunger. Then they swept through all apartment and all halls. First the special forces, but behind them the soldiers. They had a second look and secured the housing areas. However, it was extremely dangerous. The Mazoriana left bombs behind and many soldiers were injured. For the first time in her life, Eve missed Farah. She would have known what to do. Eve herself tried the best, but she was a beginner. She made mistakes. Sometimes a ship was damaged. Sometimes troops from other planets or other ships offered their help. The days went by with the cruel monotony. The crying of the injured, the noise of the bombs and the endless work that never stopped. After just four and a half months of pregnancy, she gave birth to her son on her linda. He was too little and Gordon told her he did not move his legs well. Eve was shocked and felt guilty. Gordon thought he would be ill, but there was no time to cure him now. The soldiers definitely had the priority. Eve was not able to care for him too. She left him with the nurse and went back to the bridge. The boy was already two weeks old as Eve reached Venus. John, still on a warship, didn't even know he was father again, and the boy still had no name. Eve was working back in the center, and so she had the chance to see the baby sometimes. Meanwhile, the baby had to stay in the hospital. Gordon couldn't find out yet what illness he was affected with. Two years passed, but the war was still on fire. The little boy who was born on the Linde, Eve named Klaus. Until now, John saw him just on the computer. He was more than two years on a warship, far away from his family, far away from peace and love. Always surrounded by fighting and chaos, his soul was wounded and hurt. As he came home for a longer break than usual, it was difficult for him to find his way back to normality, as it was also difficult for Eve to start their partnership again. He was still under pressure, still on duty, even if he wasn't. He was not able to relax, to calm down and to start living again. John looked bad. He was thin and the vitality has left his body. He lost his hope. They couldn't go on like this. The people were in despair and even the arbitresses were unsure if it was possible to survive. The humans had to fight battle after battle for their place in the universe. Weeks passed and Eve felt she was pregnant again. I can't believe she spoke to herself and I can't go through this again. This time I have to make an abortion. And why isn't this birth control thing working? She thought with anger. Before she found time to go to Gordon, the weeks passed and she felt the baby. It moved and sometimes she caressed it. She put her hand on her belly and it looked like it calmed down. Eve was sure there was a contact. Nevertheless, she went to Gordon. He would take the ultrasonic, and the moment he fixed the baby, he would send the energy to kill it. The decision was made. Gordon did as Eve had told him. He didn't argue. He didn't even say a single word. He just nodded and showed her the way to the examination room. He put the machine on the belly after Eve had laid down. Then he started the machine. The first picture appeared on the monitor, and Eve saw her son. One look was enough. One look on her unborn son made the decision for life.
With a quick and hard movement of the hand, she wiped it away. Gordon looked confused. What happened? I can't do it. Gordon sighed loud. What? Good. I don't like to do it. I always feel sorrow for the babies. You never told me, and I always thought it is just your job. Yes, it is, but I hate it. Eve got up and put on her pullover. I think you should name it. Why? Gordon sounded scared. I have nothing to do with the baby. I don't want John to ask questions. Don't worry. He is the father, I promise. A name, Gordon. What would you like? I don't know. A name. What about Robert? That's nice. Yes, we name him Robert. Eve went back to work. The day was filled with conferences and decisions, but in the evening she had time to relax. The safety lightning dipped the center into a romantic light. Eve felt deep peace, and the baby moved a little. She touched her belly and caressed it. The gesture made her sad. She thought about Klaus and his illness. Would it be dangerous to be pregnant in the universe? No. There were so many babies born on ships or platforms. Was it her fault because she didn't care? No. Gordon explained to her it was a special illness in the genes 